Attention Pokemon players, you are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast. On today's episode, Jake keeps changing, Chuck goes gold, and it's a crazy rush to be ahead of the meta. Chuck, how are we doing today, my friend? How are we doing? Oh, I'm doing good. Doing good. Uh, another fun week of, uh, you know, Pokemon testing and getting ready for, you know, the, the big showdown in the middle of nowhere, Illinois. So. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, so did you get to play in any tournaments or anything interesting happened to you this week? No, um, no tournaments were happening during the weekend. My local Friday night, uh, they, I, I was stuck a little bit late at work, could not make it. Plus, um, I think I alluded to it. They were doing a battle for the giant card. So the entry was a little higher and it was kind of like more of a fun thing. I don't think a lot of people actually showed up, but mm. um, just because of the higher entry. Um, so I didn't. Wasn't too hyped about going to it anyway, but I did want to try and get in some testing, but I couldn't make it for the start of it. So uh, I just kind of skipped it. So that um, seemed well, the couldn't make it to the start of it seems to be a a recurring theme with you, my friend. (laughs) Uh, Well, the the good news is uh, if you don't know, I work at FedEx. So I'm just a FedEx courier. So big, big reveal there. Uh, but my job was uh, I covered anybody and I'd go anywhere. So what they would uh, obviously when you do that, they pay you a little, a little extra for that. But then they'll basically work long days a lot more often than everyone else. Yeah. Uh, I have since uh, taken a full time route uh, in a specific area. So now I just cover an area every day. That's my that's my deal. Um uh, so with that, I have a more uh, reliable end time. So I like getting to the podcast won't be a problem. Getting to game night won't be a problem. None of that will be a problem. Uh, and I got a raise. Not well, technically I got a demotion, but we got a raise for the year. So I uh, take a wash <laughs> on the money. <laughs> uh, so you got a demotion just to get a promotion. <laughs> Correct, I guess. So, yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, yeah that was that was it um well you you went gold i, I did you, you you did go gold i went gold i did stop in on the store <laughs> at the store on sunday uh because they started buying e uh 151 product so i went in and i was like i need a mu ex guys what do you got and they were like we have a gold one and i was like do you have a not gold one just because I'm going to play the crap out of this for a weekend. And they're like, that is all we currently have. And I was like, the same thing happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, well, I'm taking it because I need it. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So well, that's alert, cool. UEX is in my deck for Peoria. So. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> but yeah, so for me. But yeah, that was the uh, weekend. Yeah, not, that was, uh, it sounds like a pretty good weekend. At least it shores up your, your schedule so you can. Uh, devote more time to uh more of a passion um obviously pokemon over work uh so overall i think it's a good <laughs> thing for you <laughs> but as far as my week um didn't do a whole lot other than you know obviously work and a little bit of um you know i went to a local tournament uh at sports car junction again uh been trying i mean in the last week and a half uh really ramping up the testing uh, obviously, I still have Old Faithful to go back on on Lost Box, trying other decks out just to see how they feel. Um, Maridon was up for uh, the local tournament, and the deck ran smooth, uh, but it still didn't matter because I didn't hit the numbers against basically everything I played against. So um, ended up going uh, one and two because it was you know not not too many people were there. So. Um, as far as consistency, as far as like the lines of play, I felt like I was playing to my outs. I just, my opponents always had it, and it feels like right on. Um, that tends to be kind of a, a reoccurring theme, at least in my experience, where um, it actually sets up more smoothly than basically any deck, but it just still kind of loses um, depending on the matchup. Uh, maybe it's just bad matchup spreads for me. 
Uh, but the auto losses or or the 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 matches that have lo- uh, you know a positive record against it just seem like it's a very uphill battle. Um, so I uh, really fell off of that. Uh, switched on to single strike Lugia for the start of the weekend for testing. Uh, didn't feel great. Went to colorless. It didn't feel great. Went back to the lost box. Felt okay. Um, I played some Charizard. It felt really good and then not really good. Uh, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, I just, um, it, it's been a little bit of chaos for me. Uh, like everything feels good, but everything also feels bad. I hear you on that one. Um, a lot of things look tempting to me um, at the moment. I have I have kind of zeroed in on uh, a couple weeks ago on what what archetype I want to play. I definitely was like I'm going to play a Lost Box deck for uh, Peoria. So it just depends on what. But so mm-hmm. but it, having said that, like watching Charizard do well at Kiritaba, like watching. Um, somebody like Chen Pao recently on streams and whatnot. And I'm like, maybe, maybe uh, there is like, I tried maybe something, something no, else. Chen Pao is a lie. I'm sorry. I love the deck. It's fun, but in the meta, <laughs> it is a lie. Just like uh reset stamp to uh, um, anything like that. Like uh reset stamps, a lie. Roxanne's a lie. Uh, Chen Pao's a lie, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I'm I'm sticking to my guns, so I'm not I'm not changing. But I, I totally get the the uh, um, be that the meta is so wide open is there's so many different choices you could actually go with that aren't horrible choices. Right, and actually that's going to lead right into the first topic I really want to deep dive into. Um, so right now we kind of alluded to it right there. Uh, the meta is so wide open. There's so many viable decks. I, I wouldn't say S tier decks, but at least all the way up, you know, to B tier where you have a reasonable chance to do well, um, just based off the deck selection. Um, that just makes you know every single choice you make as far as like preparing and and like your X deck selection um, less likely to you know seek success because uh, in smaller metas, you know maybe maybe up to three good decks. Uh, you could pretty much tech for the things that you're expected to see pretty easily, right? So if you're playing one of three, uh, you could try to tech for, you know, two two and three. Um, but when you're seeing like eight, nine, ten decks that people are talking about and, and legitimately on for a uh, tournament like Peoria, it makes your deck selection so much harder because like even if you have the right BDIF or like the, uh, you can't prepare for everything, and you're more likely just to see an array of things that can actually do damage to you. Yeah, like there's there's so many things that there's like you when you pick something, you all like every time you pick something right now, it's, it's like, well, it kind of just loses to this. And then you're like, well, you can change this or this. Or, and, then, and then it loses to that. These, these matchups weaker. <laughs> and you're like, well, what if we just play this? Yeah, and then you just go, what if we just play this instead? And then you go, well, does that kind of just lose to this other thing? That's like, yeah. And I've been racking my like my <laughs> mind all week doing this kind of exercise in my head. And it's been driving me nuts because I can't like I, I was like going into Pittsburgh. I was so confident in my deck choice, regardless of how well I did. I just felt like that is great. It's a great meta call. And the the, de- the the meta hasn't changed a lot. And we kind of talked about it. Zard is the new deck since we saw it have success in South America. Um, but uh, it seems like the, the meta is forming around this Charizard. So it just makes everything else either more viable or less viable. And then it just brings other decks into play when you wouldn't see them before. Um, which then, you know, throws the balance off of the top decks that we were seeing. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's very much of a struggle. Um feel confident i guess in 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 any one given deck um in in having a maybe a clean run is kind of how i'm putting it yeah um but yeah i mean do you it's it's crazy um that there's no like quote-unquote right deck uh do you do you think that it well well do you feel um you know is it healthier for the game overall 
um, if we are in this more wide open meta, or do you think it's healthier for the game as far as just like the competitive scene uh, to have kind of more of a condensed meta? I, I, I don't know. I don't think it's unhealthy. It could be a little bit more frustrating to a more competitive focused player. Um, because it it's really hard to, um, like you've been saying, it's really hard to figure out what is the play, like, and what, and shore up matchups that may be bad or, or, and, but I wouldn't say it's unhealthy because I, I feel like it gives anyone, anyone can feel confident in their deck choice, even if it's not a little off the, the beaten path. Like, a, even though you said like Chen Pao's a lie, I think someone I'm can sorry. go into. I mean, you're very true. You're, you're, you're not wrong there. It can run, it's a very run hot deck. Someone can go up. into the tournament. Yeah. So, yeah. So, someone can go into the tournament and still feel very confident with it. And, yeah, run hot with it and do well. So, and I like that when the 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 meta is kind of wide open because you tend to play different things and you're not playing Lugia mirrors all day. But uh, there's a then again at this like then again you also have to worry about different things in the day. Um, so the knowledge base going into it can be high like the the knowledge gap or the the matchup knowledge and and then the chances of you seeing something that just kind of you know that kryptonite matchup is higher um in a game for you know that big 30 percent of the meta deck where you just you know my deck just claps that for whatever however you're playing it if you're not playing the the meta deck yeah and i feel like a lot of people to go off what you said um you know there are probably people on both sides of the fence but uh having like the lugia mirror um you know when it's the bdif or whatever the bdif really is um even though it may be annoying um it's still like a a known commodity you still even if it's not enjoyable it's still um you've teched for it you know you know what your mapping should look like um for to have success in that matchup um but you can't really do that when as often or expect it when when there's like 10 viable decks and like you can just really honestly hit anything uh it could be yeah. quote unquote a garbage deck and still just have viability against you because uh you just don't have that that focus like we've seen it so many times with like control decks in, in the past um, where they they see success once the the meta is established and it's kind of like in that smaller meta but whenever you have like a large array of decks a deck like that will struggle and i think that's just a microcosm of kind of like how you feel with whatever your deck selection is it's just it's really known it might be less enjoyable but there's comfort in knowing hey i know what i need to do in every single matchup uh compared to Man, there's like five or six matchups I just don't know exactly what to do with because I don't have enough time in the day to preparate or to prepare uh, for you know every single different matchup you can have. Yeah, one hundred percent on that. I mean, I guess at the end of the day, um, what I would say, and I kind of agree, this is not coming specifically from me, but just play the deck you're most comfortable with at this point because. There really isn't a wrong choice necessarily uh, when it's this wide open. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, you have anything to add to that, or do you think, hey, just you no know, play to be the if you're. Well, fine. yes, I think uh, there's okay. So there's two like added things. So like Peoria is coming into a new meta technically because we're in one fifty one, but we're I think we've established through our recent cast that like 151 doesn't really add too much as far as new meta decks it, to the meta you like, to... there's no there's no new decks out there that you're like oh geez i now have to look out for uh a wiggly tough deck you know no yeah there's nothing like that um but uh so with that you can kind of stay faithfuls on that and kind of know the new tricks that might some decks might have but also 
uh, because you're sticking with like something that, you know, you like, you have that extra knowledge of matchups. So I do agree with you. If you stick with something that you've been playing, like even for a while, like that, that knowledge will help you in a long tournament against uh, a wide array of things. Cause most likely you've played everything. Like, yeah. you know, the ins and outs of, of that deck, what, how you've built it or whatnot for else. Uh, so your percentages, like how you, how you go around sequencing, like, and how you expect to see things, you'll know better and you can just be the better pilot uh, of the deck. So, and that will win you that can and will win you games over uh, just like someone else maybe having the quote unquote better deck at the time. Right, right. I mean, I, and this applies to Pokemon and any other competitive uh, uh, game is really, even if you don't have the S tier deck, but a, you pilot it better or, or navigate it or whatever you, whatever the term is for the game you're playing. Um, if you do that better than, you know, your opponent, you're still probably going to end up winning. And we've seen it, you know, time and time again in X-Wing for us, uh, Pokemon as well. Um, yeah, just there is something to be said there. Um, it, a lot of people, you know, if you're if you're uh, been trying hard this season, going to cups, challenges, grinding points, play the deck that's given you the most amount of success because you're at this point you're you're comfortable with it. If you you know change decks just because of a certain meta call where you think it's going to be something where it's not, you you may trip yourself up. Uh, so at this point, playing. Playing the comfort pick if if it's it's been successful for you lately, there's nothing wrong with that. I think. Yeah, definitely, especially if it's been giving you relatively good success. Like, um, you've been able to continuously win with it. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, I think that's a you know an interesting topic. It's not specific to our meta, but it's just. It's something to think about, you know, going forward, um, you know, this season, next season, in the years to come from there, uh, just to, you know, strategies that you just to keep. It's definitely eye something to think about. Well, it's definitely something to think about anytime you have a, a long running meta, like, and a meta that doesn't necessarily, like, a, a wide open, long running meta, something where, like, when we go to the next format chain, like the next deck or the next set that releases, even if it doesn't change the format all, much, all that much, the stick with something that has given you success and, and continues to play it, even if there's like maybe just a couple tweaks on it, and you might find that at it, like that just keep the, the success will keep continuing because of the amount of time and reps you put into something. Um, like I, there's not there's there's not even like I can't say it enough because I've seen it in so many different card games like you said even other games just experience with something like uh, whether like you said Pokemon a miniature game a different card game like uh, even like playing Magic like if you just like always played one color or Pokemon like Pokemon you play Lost Box like exclusively having all of that extra experience will go miles. Um, I've seen so many people that have that experience in other things, just win games with stuff that you wouldn't expect to win with, or you would, you would set, you would, if you took the players out of the picture, you'd set them next to each other. And, oh, oh, that guy, player B is going to win, but player A has so much experience with his stuff. He just beats player B anyway. Right. Like they just are able to equal out the odds. What was the saying? I, uh, I consider experience experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can't remember who said that <laughs> loki uh but anyways yeah, i couldn't remember where that was from. <laughs> that was just like ringing in my head and repeat the whole time you were just on that last little uh rant there <laughs> uh yeah but just keep that in mind uh going you know peoria toronto uh sacramento uh, you know, next year, it doesn't matter. Uh, play the deck that is, you know, proven itself to you as an individual player. Uh, with that being said, I think it's yeah, time to I jump will just add, okay. I will add a little asterisk. Okay. Yes. I want to add a little asterisk. Make sure it has somewhat success. Like, like I, I've played matches of Rapid Strike yes. Melmar, 
but this is not the tournament to just okay. go oh that's my comfort let, pick let me say let me, <laughs> let, me preface, let me preface the, what i just said there saying <laughs> trust uh, trust the deck that is giving the you success um there is a reason they're meta decks if you want a homebrew test it at your local level don't t just test it at at peoria or any regional level make sure the deck is actually you know does what you want to do um yeah at those levels first and let that experience dictate what you do in in the bigger the bigger events but as far as just like meta relevant decks stick with those comfort picks that's giving you success uh you know in the long term short term wherever that's that a, that's what i was trying to say you said it much better than me <laughs> you said it much better <laughs> well thank you uh, but with that being said, before before I ruin that on myself, uh, it's time to go and pull into the pit stop. All right, pit stop it is. And with, with every great pit stop, we take off the tires and we put on some it's time time for trivia. Trivia. Uh, I got a I got a Pokemon for you if you want. Let's, I can start go. some trivia this off off. Let's do it. All right, I didn't get any. Like I alluded, I didn't didn't open any packs, so I don't have any packs open. But I got a fun Pokemon, I think, with a um, I guess that ability or attack name. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read this ability that this has. Uh, but the uh, the ability name is Lucky Bonus. Lucky Bonus. Okay. Um, so lucky bonus seems like it's a fairy thing. Um, there's no fairies types in the game, but you know, obviously, um, you know, there's there's Pokemon that are psychic. There's Pokemon colorless that are are lucky. Um, lucky bonus, you said. Yep. Lucky bonus. Um, I, just something says like Chansey, but I'm not 100 percent sure. I know there is a newer Chansey. I'm not sure. You said this is an ability, right? This is an ability. Mm, okay, I, I feel like the ability says something to the the effect if if you like discard a card, you draw something or something to that effect. Probably. Um, I still think just chance it keeps sticking in my head, but it could be something different. What is um, it? We'll go. What the set's not really going to help, but it, it, let's start with stage. What stage is it? It is a basic Pokemon. Okay. Well, Chansey is technically... He's still technically uh, basic now, right? Or do the babies yeah. supersede that? Uh, ba babies do not supersede that. Okay. Um... Oddly enough, babies like can't evolve into other basics. Uh, okay. They're literally like Clefic can't evolve into a fairy so there's babies well, are kind of their i didn't own know that because i can on pokemon go they can <laughs> when it comes to the card game yeah okay okay when it comes um, to the card game yeah that's yeah the way they um okay i guess what what type is it colorless it is colorless okay um and i guess we're just gonna go for the trifecta and the set uh this is out of 151 out of 151. Hmm, now I'm rethinking. Is there a Chansey in there? I know the Cleffa was not 151. I, I I know there's so many other It's a very in question to answer. What? With 151. Say again? I said that's a very easy question to answer. Like Yeah, all the if all the first yeah, yeah. Um honestly, yeah, I I don't think anything's pushing me off of a Chansey. Is that going to be your I, final, final guess? Probably, but it's going to be like Clefairy then. It's like one of those two. Um, I think. Yeah, I'm just going to lock it in because that was my first gut uh, Chansey. The Pokemon with the lucky bonus ability is Chansey. So you... Got it off the get. That's a first. <laughs> so uh, anyone who doesn't know what lucky, you were not correct on the discarding effect. The lucky uh -oh. bonus ability is 
if you took this Pokemon as a face down prize card during your turn and your bench isn't full, before you put it in your hand, you may put it onto your bench. If you put this Pokemon onto your bench in this way, flip a coin. If heads, take one more prize card. So it is a wall of text to take an extra prize card. A lot of things need to happen there. Um, was it, <laughs> yeah, a lot. Of, I didn't say this card was good, but it's. Well, I mean, it can kind of. They're they're yeah, the, the coin flipper actually messes it up because there well, there are a couple cards that you coin can, flip. <laughs> yeah, the, you you don't want a coin. The flip coin court. flip is already like right. That's uh that's crazy. But you have to take it as a. And wait, I had to read that right. You have to take it as a face down prize, and then you have it to put you it have on to your take bench. It as a, yeah, you have to take it as a face down prize card. So you, you can't use when the new card that lets you look at your prizes because you do flip them back down. It's not like town map. Yeah. But even if you picked it, then you have to bench it. You know where it is. And then after you bench it, then you have to flip a coin. You if you get heads. tails, or if you get tails, now that Pokemon that is complete garbage is on your bench for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Imagine doing all that. <laughs> They're flipping tails. And that's all like on uh, 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 pure luck. Like I put this chance on one of in your deck, <laughs> happened to be prized, and you're like, sweet, I'm gonna take this prize. And then you get it, and you're like, oh crap, I actually happen to have a bench spot. And you bench it, and you're like, is it really like are the stars aligning? And you roll and you just get tails. Yeah, that exactly. Like, <laughs> That's exactly so what mad. would happen. <laughs> He's so mad. I yeah, would literally would. take it. From... <laughs> right. Exactly. It would be great if it was on stream, though. Imagine the hype if that that actually happened. <laughs> oh, there would be so much hype the whole way through. <laughs> right. Better than uh, better than the greedent uh, the the lucky stash or whatever that that ability was when. <laughs> Top deck, the top deck, top deck, <laughs> yes. Even worse. But all right, that was funny, a good one. I got lucky. The funny thing with that on top deck art, like that's the most hype. Like, I wish there was more ways. Like, so one thing about regionals, I've said multiple times, is that I love the energy that Go players have. Stuff happens in their right. game. Like, obviously, you hear the tap, like the 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 little balls popping, like the whole time you're at the regional. But when like. When some like when some piece of action just happens, like I love the crowd excitement over it, and I wish the TCG had a way to do that. And unfortunately, like the Nest Stash top deck is like the only thing that gets that that excitement, <laughs> that that same level where everyone just goes woo like all at once. Right. I no, I agree. <laughs> all right. With that being said, though. We do need to move on to the next trivia question to keep this uh, show on the road. Yeah. So I have a standard Pokemon as per the usual. I uh, guess this ability and or attack. And this one may be really, really easy or maybe not so much. Uh, but the, the name um, really stuck out to me. And I'm like, yes, I need to do this one. Uh, so the uh, the attack of this Pokemon uh, the attack name is Chop Chomp Chomp Panic. Chomp Chomp Panic. Yeah. Oh geez. Okay. So my mind immediately goes to Mawile. I know there's a new Mawile, and I don't know what her, what its attack is. It also could be. There's another thing that chomps, but Mawile isn't in 151. It would be Obsidian Flames Mawile. Maybe. You are jumping a lot of guns (laughs) thinking that I just one set there. I mean, you could be right. Um, I know there's something else that can chomp that was like known for chomping. The, the you know you said chomp chomp uh, the immediate like you know what I'm thinking of immediately is the the Mario uh, chomp the chomps plant. that are on the, yeah, no the, the ones plants. that are on the chain oh the no, chain the, chomps the, yeah chain chomps the ball the yeah chain chomps the chain yeah so uh, that's what I'm thinking of and I'm getting confused with my Pokemon at the moment we're not um, playing Mario games <laughs> I know we're not playing Mario uh, I don't think 
it would be like an onyx kind of thing or all right i'm gonna need some hints uh we're gonna go with what set is it from obsidian flame okay so mobile still on the table I mean, this could be any of the dogs. I mean, this could still be a Houndor or a Houndoom. Um, I don't know if there's an there's not a Growlithe in that set because I would have it. Um, so it could be them. What type is it? Colorless. Colorless. I feel colorless like that gives that oh, away. <laughs> uh, no, I maybe to the right person because now you just threw me a curveball. Colorless. Um, chomp, chomp, panic. Colorless Pokemon and Obsidian Flame. Split stages. I'm I'm blanking, so it didn't stage give it away. Stage two. Stage two, chomp, 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 panic, obsidian flames. Why am I blanking on these stage two? It should be something pro relatively easy because it's a stage two. When I say uh, it, you will be mad. <laughs> uh, is it Ursaluna? Is Ursaluna is a stage two? Um, what is the other bear? Um... I'm gonna be mad, completely mad. Not for don't let me get trivia right this week with you missing because this one <laughs> this one's doable. Why do I not know this? I don't know it. I'm gonna be so mad when I don't know it. Gotta get a guess. Well, I don't need, I'm gonna we say, need an answer from you, Chuck. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Ursa Ursa Luna. I'm sorry, my friend. That is wrong. That is Scotland. Scotland. <laughs> too late. You've already said Ursula. It <laughs> is Scotland. You cannot interrupt me as I'm saying Scotland. <laughs> I don't I award see it, you though. any points. Zero. Points I didn't see that. it. <laughs> I didn't see it though. You didn't. You were on well, video. You didn't show I was, what I was right about it. to, and you locked it in. I'm giving you zero points. I'm sorry, my friend. <laughs> but that is uh, the right answer. It is Scotland. Because I got there in the end. It is the dog. That's the dog I was thinking of. <laughs> oh. That's such an interesting atta attack name, though. So it's kind of like the uh, the Greedent V is nom 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 nom. <laughs> kind of along the same lines. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't surprised they don't remember that one because it's a cool name. For sure, for sure. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for trivia. And you know what comes after trivia? It, yep. It is time for a new. Who win? All right, and I am up on the who will win this week, and I think I have a fun, interesting one. So um, I was trying to think of uh, Pokemon that we can pit against each other, mm -hmm. and uh, I was trying to think of like what kind of newer Pokemon can we pit against some older Pokemon, and then it dawned on me like, so Maridon and is like the new hot lightning deck and Raikou, I guess, is his most popular partner, um, mm -hmm. tag team partner. And the next, the, the last lightning deck I remember being meta relevant also featured a tag team partner, but it was Pikachu and Zekrom as right. obviously a tag team. There's other cards in there, but Pikachu and Zekrom were the, the big two, and Maridon and Raikou, I think, are the big two in the new Lightning deck. So, my who will win, however you want to look at this, um, it's Pikachu tag team, Pikachu and Zekrom. We can put them on one card, like they are, and then take Maridon and Raikou, put them on their I'll put them on one card, and Raikou? go. That's the, that's Is it, we call it Raikou? Maraiku or Right, I can't call right. Right, you know, it had been right on, well, right on. No, because it's, it's already so. It's uh, 
Maraiku. It's a Maraiku versus Pikaram. <laughs> Maraiku versus Pikaram. Uh, okay, so tag team. Am I am uh, I voting for this matchup from my heart or reality? Because if it's not Ash's Pikachu, literally, if it's just like the Pokemon versus each other, not in the card game, I think Maraiku would do it because they're just two more powerful. Um, Pikachu generally is just underwhelming in the Pokemon world. Aside from Ash's Pikachu, um, I would say. Uh, but as far as the card game, 100% uh, Pikaram wins that. Uh, just you can't you can't <laughs> lose. Uh, it, it's just so good. It has paralysis. It has it has um, abilities to uh, reset, stamp them down to one. When you know Maraiku can't do that to to Pikaram, so. <laughs> Recess stamp yeah. paralysis to one, or just knockout. I I I okay. So I agree with you on the the TCN, TCG end of this. I think Pikaram still is the king of the lightning deck uh, battle. Uh, he would take this if we're purely looking at TCG uh, stats. Uh, taking it outside of that, pitting these Pokemon against each other, I think it still would be a fair like a. Uh, somewhat fair fight uh i mean i guess you are kind of right the pikachu needs to be a little bit uh not just hey pikachu from over there in the wild come come fight <laughs> right that, that pikachu's um, in trouble <laughs> <laughs> um, because uh i mean zekrom was a legendary pokemon raikou technically legendary maridon i uh, what well, is it technically a legendary too, yeah. but he kind of like is always there so Kind of like Pikachu's always there, so it's similar. Mm, um, not really, but okay. <laughs> power level, but right. I have faith in Zekrom carry in in, in that in Zekrom carry. It was the Pikachu that so carried I in think... the in the tag team card. So uh, TCG wise, Pikachu in in uh, the real life two v two. Uh, tag team, you know, battle. It's uh, Maraiku. We're gonna we're gonna. Name, we could just rename that deck Maraiku, right? Okay, it's Maraiku now. <laughs> Maraiku. Well, anyway, I'm I'm very similar TCG. Uh, I picked Pikaram to win that too, but in in a real life, I'm gonna I'm gonna hope that Pikachu can survive the beatdown to make the tag to Zek. Right. That's the that's the call I'm going with, uh, but. Listeners, I want to know who do you think in, in a tag Chuck, team galore match? I will say Pikaram. this though. This is the best who would win you've managed to create here for us. So I appreciate this one. Thank you, my friend. I thought about it today. Thanks. I, I put some thought into this one. It shows. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So people listeners, let us know who would win. Pikachu, Zekrom, the tag team extraordinaire that ran the meta for two plus years or the new lightning deck Maraiku Maridon and Raikou um, let us know, know um, or on Twitter and uh, yeah that's that's going to wrap up who will win and sure. I think that wraps up the pit stop so with, with the end of every pit stop it's time to go into the break and, and we get to hear a word from our sponsors. The Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast is brought to you by Sports Car Junction. Located in the North Hills of Pittsburgh, Sports Car Junction is a one-stop shop for players and collectors with a wide variety of singles, supplies, packs, and boxes available in-store and online at sportscarjunction.com. And don't forget to check out our weekly league Thursdays at 6.30. All right, we are back. Thanks again, Sports Card Junction, for being a great sponsor. Uh, and it is time to get into the news. And uh, this week, a uh, little bit light bit of news today. We got some card reveals, but the uh, this week and what was going on this week was the uh, Van Gogh collaboration. I'm just going to call it a disaster. A lot of Articles have been using the term for it. 
the Pokemon and the Van Gogh Museum uh, uh, collaboration with some Pokemon cards and art, very Van Gogh-esque art, and there was promos and, and it for anytime there's promos and cards and Pokemon, whatever the collaboration salty, it sells out instantly. People are mad, sad, and happy all at the same time because some people got it. So um Jake, did you hear about this? Do you have any thoughts on the Van Gogh? I fiasco? did lightly see this on Twitter. Um I think the card arts are awesome. I think the card art promos are the reason people are buying the product uh, overall. Um, to get those promos, I did not attempt nor have interest, in although I think they are cool. I, did, I didn't want to uh, fight that battle. Uh, so I, there was no feelings hurt yeah. on my end. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, wow. I, I, there was a lot of sh- like shenanigans, I guess, that around these where people were getting shafted or or um, not getting their product or, or things like that. Yeah. And I mean, I saw, you know, scalpers or, you know, resellers, whatever you're going to call them, buying up everything that they can, buying 10 of something, um, people buying things that they didn't, they just want, want the product and they get, you get a card or whatnot. So they, you, they buy some other product that, ends up selling out that people wanted the product, but then couldn't get it. Like they actually wanted the pin set or the, uh, the play mat, get it because people had bought it just so they can get the promo cards. Um, and then the promo, like everyone's trying to sell promo cards for Uber amounts of money. Now um, I'm with you. Like, I think the art is really cool. I would totally like to have a set of these, but I go in these collection collabs because the stress of trying to buy something is mm-hmm. not worth the product. Unfortunately, right. like right. I don't want to yeah, have to sit there I agree. and refresh a million times. Like I just want to go and if I want one, I buy it and I get it. If not, oh well. So exactly. That's where I fall on it. So uh, no skin off my back. I mean, the, the products that they're putting out there are amazing. Uh, just like the resale um, or this the secondhand market is just too stressful, um, and not not nothing that I want to get uh, involved in whatsoever on the buying or selling end. Yeah. All right. Well, that, that's it for that shenanigans. Uh, we'll move on to some card reveals that we got. Um, we got a um, a trio of cards. Uh, everyone's least favorite Pokemon, I think, actually. But uh, there's uh, some Car Leech and Roar and Future Flash set, which releases in Japan in October. Uh, we got the trio of Simi Sage, Simi Seer, and Simi Poor, uh, because uh, the Monkey Trio, uh, they all have a kind of a, a synergistic ability. So they all come with the monkey trio actually if you had that reads if you have semi sage semi seer and semi poor in play you ignore all the colorless in the attack of the attacks this pokemon uses so spoiler alert um everyone's attack is either is one water fire or grass energy with either two or three colorless um so Yes, it depends on what the attack does. Yeah, so Simmons Sage uh, has an attack of Arm Thrust Needle, 100 damage, and during a damage done to this Pokemon by attacks from Pokemon that have abilities, except any other, except any Simmons Sage. So Simmons Sage could hit each other. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, not too crazy, but I mean that could stop a lot of the decks and at the moment for one grass energy or grass and two colors. But, uh, and then there's semi poor, uh, a hash, which I really <laughs> hope it stays the name of the attack. Uh, that's how it translated, mm-hmm. uh, 50 damage. This attack does 30 damage to each of your opponent's bench Pokemon. Um, 
So that could potentially potentially could be 200 damage spread out across the board. Still don't like um, it, but okay. But Move yeah, on. Moving on. Uh, Deer uh, is your big hitter, uh, but it costs four energy, but it's only one five colorless. Uh, it's heat tackle for 190, and then it does 30 damage to itself. Um, yeah. So you could do big hitter, spread damage. I could see a world where maybe this works, like in a fun meme deck, but. Yeah, I don't think I it's going to ever it. see meta relevance. It's definitely a, a deck that you could play around at a locals or something like that and have fun. I can see us um, during a you know punishment on one of our bets or whatnot that we could uh, um, you yeah. know force each other to play something point. like that. Um, you know, or you know, just why it would formats. work. Why it would work is because each of the pan, the pan poor, pansier pan. Pan Sage, they all have call for family, so you can go okay. get you. You failed to another. Yeah, that does make it a little bit more viable for sure. Call for family is definitely a legitimate so the, attack to set up in, in a board state. All right, well, is that it for the news then? That that is it for the news. That is the only card reveal we've got this week. So uh, that's going to wrap up the news. So we can head on in to the next thing. All right. And as we have been doing, I could have worded that better um, for the last few weeks here. Actually, this season so far is the Triple P Meta Watch. So basically, we're just going to recap uh, what the week was this last week for us. Um, if any changes of where we uh, are point wise on our world's run, uh, what you're looking forward to next and what decks you're kind of leaning towards we kind of had this discussion a little bit as far as meta um there's been a lot of testing and back and forth so chuck uh where are you standing what what's changed since the last time we've talked if anything um no point changes uh did not have any tournaments to go point tournaments to go to this week um i've gotten started trying to build a new calendar for um, November events. I'm still waiting for, I guess, more to get scheduled. It's probably early yet for the next quarter, I guess, as they say. Mm -hmm. um, so the big focus has been on testing and preparation for Peoria, hoping for uh, some good results, better results than what I got in Pittsburgh. Um, that has been the focus of my attention at the moment. Um because there hasn't been any cups challenges to necessarily uh, attend locally at the moment. So I've uh, been focusing on that, um, been focusing on the Lost Zone engine, which I've said multiple times, uh, whether it's Tina, whether it's just Turbo, uh, forth between those. So that is my oh, update. Um, zeroing in on Peoria. For sure. Um, yeah, uh, if I, I'm basically in a mirror of what you just said there. Uh, no changes since the last week, actually the last two weeks. Haven't even uh, been to any uh, events that, you know, can give out points potentially. Uh, it's it's really just been, you know, well, two weeks ago, it was, you know, life getting in the way, uh, doing family stuff and whatnot. This week was um, wanting to focus down on, on Peoria. Uh, didn't want to play in a format that isn't relevant to Peoria and skew my thoughts on any of these decks, even if they're minor tweaks to them. Um, I wanted to keep, you know, keep on that. So with that being said, um, the, the decks I've been on, uh, we kind of, I kind of alluded to earlier, but I think the two that I've narrowed it down to is my comfort pick of Turbo Lost Box. Uh, I do like Mew EX in that. I think it fixes a lot of the different matchups it potentially has struggles with. Um, and the other deck is single or uh, not single strike. I'm sorry, colorless Lugia. Uh, I think it just it has a really good meta spread overall. I think the Charizard matchup is not as bad on colorless as people may think. Uh, it's definitely think I think favored for Charizard, but there's definitely play arounds where you uh, don't take knockouts on Charizard quite right away. Uh, so he can't really do enough damage to you right away. And if you limit your bench like the deck does generally. Um, before you level up or, or evolve, uh, the 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 Entei can't really do as much to you. So you're kind of almost safe to, you know, get early game donked 
uh, with one of those. So you're in a okay spot there. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I Wasp box does feel great. I just know because, uh, like again, like I've I've mentioned in, in previous casts, these two decks that I'm considering are the last two decks that I actually made day two in uh, NAIC last year, and then you know Pittsburgh there. I would say when I played Lugia, I was less mentally fatigued into later into day one. Also, um, I was less mentally fatigued into day two as well. So that there is a factor that comes into that too. Uh, so just things to consider. Uh, both are really good options and they're still on the table. Um, there may be one or two things that I can be convinced otherwise, but I'm trying to keep it into those two and really not wishy-wash from both because I have uh, you know my 60 uh, picked out for each of those. So um feeling pretty okay about both of them overall, but I, it's just a matter of what do I think the meta shakedown is going to be because you know charizard has really skewed the the percentages there yeah yeah but that's uh that's pretty much it just uh you know going into peoria uh and then you know a little bit into toronto too because toronto's only a couple weeks after that uh so that you know this october is going to be a heavy month for regionals um in a very the very important to regionals to try to get points at to put myself like I kind I kind of keep saying where regionals are where you really make or break your season uh so really want to start racking up those points in that other uh bracket of of tournaments other than the cups and challenges yeah yeah the, the regionals are, are where you get a nice influx of points so having good finishes there are really going to help your your overall run and chances. 100%. All right. With that being said, I think we can uh, move on from our um, season watch and then, uh, you know, move on to some Peoria predictions. We've either, in the last two weeks, I think we've had some pretty in-depth discussion about, you know, what the meta decks look like, uh, what they do good, what they do bad, and kind of where we are there. So I think I want to just go into predictions as you know we head into Peoria, and then we can recap these um, next episode to see how we did. Uh, but for uh, for starters, okay. we're gonna we're gonna start with Lugia, as I said. Um, I, you know, this has been you know I've seen both sides of it. I've played both sides, um, but as far as highest placing lugia deck is that going to be single strike or is that going to be colorless Ooh. so we're guessing the prediction is what colorless or single strike yes. going to be out of the highest which of lugia. those two will be the highest place yeah it doesn't matter where it places it just lugia v lugia which one places higher um I'm going to pick single strike. No, I don't necessarily feel super confident in that. Um, but I feel like the people that have been playing single strike will still want to continue to play single strike. Maybe that is my, I think, I don't know. I think I'm, so both Lugia's play really well into like lost box. I think, Lugia single strike plays pretty good in the guardian. I think we're going to see more guardian than we have in the last few tournaments. Um, but colorless, I think, is just better into like Charizard overall. Uh, I think Mew really kind of helps out. I don't know if there's really enough space for Mew in a single strike deck just for the fact that you're playing those uh, the single strike energies um, and you play recycling uh, of those energies. I think. Uh, if you if you think Mew is the play, I think single or uh, colorless is the better uh, deck for it, just because you play more of an array of colorless, so that 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 way it gives you more of an opportunity to play Mew. Uh, so for me, I think it's gonna be colorless. But all right, so we have our first first uh... disagreement. <laughs> For sure. Uh, so with with that being said, uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be in Lugia, but like Mew EX, uh, you know, there's a, a, a different array of reasons of playing uh, the deck. Obviously, it copies a lot of cool meta relevant attacks going into like Garatina, going into like 
rapid striker Shafu temper or uh, potentially. Um, but my question, I guess, is Mu EX, are we going to see a Moonline Shirigan out of nowhere against like a lost box? Um, when Manaphy is not in play to take a big two prize, like maybe winning turn on stream. All right. So the question is, if we do, we see a mu- moonlight stricken out of a mu- mu- ex. Correct. Stop. Yes. Like, like I will the, say the I, I'm going to boss up your Greninja, the other like, stipulations. Yeah. So I'm specifically saying on you're stream, add the other stipulations. No, this I'll explain it again. On stream, the Mew player puts Mew out of nowhere, bosses up Ricker Ninja when no mana fees up for play, copies Moonlight Shurigan for a double knockout. Yes, we will see that. I believe we will see that. Whether it's going to be the game winning play or for the last two prizes to win the match, like I don't know about that. Uh, uh, when the player does it out of nowhere, it'll probably win the game. But um, even if it doesn't actually win the game at the moment, but uh, right, right, it'll right. probably turn the tides for whatever. Fair enough. On. Yeah, I, I tend to think but we're going yes, to see, we'll see Moonlight. That. I would hope to see some Mew EX. Just take some ridiculous attacks that just like nobody considers and then it's like game winning play or just like game changing play. Uh, I think we were talking about the uh, the nest stash. Maybe maybe Mew EX is that card where you can just pull it out of nowhere and see uh, if it does anything. Yeah. All right. We'll so see, next, I definitely think it's going to be out of the nowhere. Yes. So next prediction um, is the ro- rogue deck, if any, that are going to come out of nowhere or that nobody really expects to see success. Uh, so what is the? Yeah, what would what would deck? that like the talk of the the talk of the Twitterverse be? Uh, you know, after Peorios, you see how this deck ran. Uh, we've seen many examples of that over you know the course of the last couple of years. Uh, whew. there's nothing anything that I think that is like Tinglu. That would be my guess. Just some the Tang Lu spice still. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. Like, we'll see. It'll be funny. I, uh, honestly, I, I'm thinking. Whoa, Chen is just as good a choice. I, like, I, I was thinking Dark Rye. Like, I know Charizard's the, the the hot dark deck, but with a lot of psychic, and I think a lot of people might think that uh, Gardevoir will see more play, and Mew's still always there. I think Darkrai um, may be that deck. Okay. Okay, so moving on, uh, I have a a couple more here. Um, What deck do you think is going to see the largest percent of play in day one? Not necessarily the most success, but the largest percent in play. Largest meta share, I think, is I'm going to give this crown. Oh, this is a tough one because I want to say Lost Box, but I don't. I think it's going to go back to Lugia. I think Lugia is going to be the largest meta share. Hmm. Interesting. I I don't know if Lugia will will. I mean, it's a, it's definitely a popular deck, and I still think it's these double digits in play. Uh, I I do think actually it's going to just be Lost Box. Um, there's just it was one of the best decks in Pittsburgh as far as like conversion rate into day two. Um, it's just solid meta spread uh, overall. So I I say I say Lost Box. Okay. Let me write this down, and then myself Lost Box. So. All right. What or I guess the next one will be uh, Charizard. Is it going to see another tournament win this uh, weekend in Peoria? Are we going to see it take down Charizard win? Re- Charizard win in North America here? Uh, no. no. Choice would be no on that. If you're 
thing was, do we see Charizard maybe to top eight? I would have hedged my bet. I would have bet yes. But I was actually about to go there. It, do we see it in top eight? I think yes. All right. So then I guess we'll. Another. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess the last one I have is everybody's, you know, the most popular question. I'll save it to the last. And what what do you think is going to win Peoria? What deck archetype? Uh, well, uh, I think I'm going to win. I'm going to play a Lost Box deck. So I am going to say a Turbo Lost Box deck will win Peoria. I mean, Off of the back of a and... Radiant Greninja copied, uh, <laughs> no, a Mew EX copied Radiant Greninja Moon. You're going to be that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That would be awesome. I would be, be doing that all day. Up. You know, I would. You would hear I, screaming from the crowd if you did that because our group would be very loud, uh, and then we would have Chuck Chance raining from Peoria for the whole thing right there. Uh, yes, I, I know because uh, I'm pretty sure Drew would be on me about that because I am always a big proponent of how busted Greninja's attack is every time we talk about Greninja. And I always just go, if you're not using his attack, is he really worth it? Even though the two, the draw two is very much worth it. 100%. Just, if you're not using the attack, why even use Greninja? But uh, yeah, uh, it'll be funny. Yeah. All right. So I think, and this might shock some people because I, I've not been a proponent of this deck for a while. I think Gardevoir um, probably ends up taking it. I think the meta is poised for Gardevoir to see a higher percentage of play and, you know, some higher, um, you know, talent are playing the deck. Um, overall, when they're on other decks, I think it just has a better Charizard matchup than most people think because it's still going to trade pretty favorably. Uh, one prizers can do that. It has lots of different options. Um, it's pretty... Pretty balanced, I guess, against, you know, any kind of uh, lost box variants. Um, and against Lugia, it's pretty favorite as well. So I think I think Gardevoir um, might have its day. Okay. All right. So I think that's going to any do it, Chuck. What's that? No, that's it. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to do it unless you All have right. anything else. So, yes, I do have something to add. So uh, mm. I wanted to bring up, because next week, uh, obviously Peoria is happening between this podcast and the next podcast, but we're going to try something different for next week. I'm doing a little bit of an advertisement for it. Because um, the inspiration, so we're going to record while we're at Peoria, like on the way home and, well, on the way there and on the way back. So uh, kind of like doing a blog pre and post game podcast yeah. uh, pre and post game uh, around the event. Uh, I got a bit from a podcast I used to do with a different game where they they called it all and they talked. The podcast was literally a before and after and it was neat to hear their thoughts on what they're thinking about going directly into the event and then directly after the hot take, literally the hot takes right after the event. So uh, we will try and do that. And then we'll see if we can add some during the event in there, but obviously the focus is going to be on playing it. Uh, right. So if we uh, can, uh, we'll try and record stuff, but I will have a definitely a rig to record there uh, on the way there and on the way back. Now I will preface that, this is a mobile recording rig, so the audio is a little bit not great next time because we'll be recording in either a car or random place with less equipment in a group setup. Oh, you're so, bringing your big mic there. Uh, it's going to be nice. I mean, we do have, we'll have a like a good, qual a professional quality mic and all the usual stuff we record with, but I'm just, it'll be mobile. So not necessarily the most. In no background noise. So that's what I was trying to say. Okay. 
no worries. I think it will be an interesting uh, it should know, be a fun episode. change. Yeah, it will be definitely. Uh, we might have a little bit of chatter from our, um, you know, our our carpooling buddies um, team. Yeah, our team. So I think it will be an interesting, uh, interesting podcast. Nonetheless, uh, fun and hopefully really enjoyable for everybody uh, listening next week. And hopefully on the car ride back, we could be talking about, you know, a championship run, top eight run, top 32 run, something to that effect. Uh, that would be uh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So and then so you guys, all of our listeners will get to kind of experience our Peoria trip. Before sure. and after. For sure. Uh, it's going to be weird for me not really having notes uh, ready to go um, for for the podcast. Because obviously I usually write up a you know loose script of what we're doing or talking about that given week. Uh, but for the car ride, it's, gonna, it's just going to be madness, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I think that's going to do I mean, it then. We'll ha- I mean, we'll have something. Yeah, yeah for sure. I know. Yeah, I'm just That's going to do it. Okay. Well, again, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but like I say every week, thank you guys uh, for sticking with us till the end. Um, and that's going to do it for this week. Thanks again for listening to the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. Uh, if, as always, if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like, a rating, or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is, it goes a long way to helping out the pod. Plus, Jake, where can you reach us directly? Yeah, you can get me at Panucks1 on Twitter, as well as Chuck at WatchWimsy. You can also reach us on Twitter for the whole Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast at PitPokeyPod. Thanks again, guys and gals. We'll see you all next time. See you later.